Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today the first degree first degree first degree first degree first degree first degree the first degree see it on the news see it on the paper you see it on facebook these things are supposed to happen in movies not in real life Hey guys, welcome to The First Degree, the true crime podcast that you might end up on. My name is Jack Vanek. I'm sitting across from Alexis Linkletter and next to Billy Jensen. I almost forgot our intro and I was going to do... What was the one that we used in the beginning? The Oh, when the worst case scenario hits, hits too, too close, close to, to home. home. And both ring true. They do. But I like I like the other one. Okay, um, okay. I have so much on my mind, but I'm looking at the national holidays, and I just gotta jump right in because they're so good. And also, take any opportunity you can to steal Billy's thunder. Well, I'm not gonna steal it. I'm gonna let him go no, for it and his say his favorite. Sure. I just mean like a li- he thought you were for a second. It's and Billy he looked worried, and it's, I liked it. It's Billy's thing that we have made him do. Yeah. Happy National Cream Puff Day. <laughs> That's not the one I was gonna choose. Cream puff day is good. I would have chose happy national 55 mile per hour speed limit day. I don't hate that either, but it's impossible in Los Angeles. There's also a national run it up the flagpole and see if anybody salutes it day. Not bad, but cream puff wins still. I'm with Billy on this one. Uh, what about national often, national but... Swiss cheese day? Also like that. And personally, world introvert day, which I resonate with deeply yes deeply so. it's interesting how they choose these and where they put them it's also national personal trainer awareness day obviously oh, because everybody needs is to be making, aware of a personal trainer well and they're, they're they're making their new year's resolutions they're gonna go to the gym for three there. weeks and then quit like everybody else does exactly i don't even try to do that no you're gonna see a lot of ads you've probably already seen a lot of ads for a lot of workout stuff, ads a lot, lot of diets ads, won't follow either i just really i know myself too well Word. i can't stick to anything I don't make a resolution. You're really good at Jimmy John's. You're good at, um, what is it, Love Island? I'm great at Love Island. I'm great at Jimmy John's. Have you gotten to the latest season of Love Island? Oh, I'm on season four. All right. I'm halfway through. We'll talk. Casa Moore. I haven't seen any, so. (laughs) Oh, my God. If anybody needs, see, this is why I love Love Island, because it's mindless bullshit, but it's there's so many episodes. There's like 50 episodes a season, one hour each. And you get so consumed and invested into these characters. And it's a great thing to watch if you've had a very long, tiring, like brain consuming day. And you don't want to you don't want to watch a documentary. You don't have the brain capacity for it. You just want to you like, like to have it on. Yeah. No, I, but yeah. I, I get invested. Like you get very no, you into get invested. It. And also the men, it, it's British it? men. I watched. Yeah, I watched season four. Crazy and town. The, the men are very thoughtful. I, yeah, they're different than the they're, American men that are 25 years old. These men are very thoughtful. They're really thinking. They're, they're talking about their feelings. Yeah, and talking. It's, oh it's, I don't know if British men, yeah. and they're also very um, affectionate towards each other. Like yeah. I feel like they don't have a problem being affectionate towards other men. It's very nice. Like they're supportive of one another too, or they just they're like they're very touchy with each other and they like love each other. But they're not like macho American men that are like that won't even like. Touch another guy. You know yeah, what they're I mean? not really threatened by each other either. It's no. just, it's, a, it's And everybody's very straight up with cool. their feelings. Nobody really talks shit behind each other's backs. Yeah. I love it. British people are, I they've got it. it right. Americans are fed up. Anyways, so speaking about a fed up American and especially a fed up Hollywoodian. There are so many. And it never <laughs> surprises me when we get a new LA or Hollywood case because I'm not surprised. I bet you someone I've dated will kill someone. <laughs> Sorry, we must spill a drink. Almost crisis averted, and also at the right time because also I think the same thing. No, but I'm, I'm sure one will. Yeah, because it's just like I've dated some people where I mean that's the thing. Everyone puts their best foot forward, and then slowly the veneer starts to, to crack, start to show. Exactly, and luckily we all get out in the right time, but. Not everyone will. No, I wouldn't be surprised as well. But this is funny because we've had multiple stories that are based in LA and especially Hollywood. And we've had um, Johnny, what the hell is Lewis? Johnny Lewis. I mean, this is, I mean, it's. Same thing with the Megan Wants a Millionaire episode. Right. It's Mm -hmm. a a similar, it's a similar 
not a similar case, but it's a similar situation. Personality type. There's a lot of narcissists in Hollywood and people get ahead of themselves. So let's set it up. Exactly. And today's case really is a mystery that stretches from the bright lights of the Hollywood sign to the wheat fields of Northeast Colorado. Oh, we've had a couple cases. I mean, our last week's case was like stemmed from Colorado. No, listen, we've had a lot of Phoenix. We've had a lot of Colorado and we've had a lot of California. Yeah, that's pretty much, I think, it. All of it. Yeah. Besides like, uh, like well, Luca mom. was, Luca came to LA. Like there was always a, but those three cities I say were the mo- are the most prominent, which yeah. is interesting. We should do a little tally. That is interesting. But in this particular story too, we have two fledgling actors, one a native of Macedonia and the other a small town. Colorado boy. And this episode is going to be a little different in that this case is still very much unfolding right before our eyes. And in uh, last week's episode, which is the Mylon Ross episode, he hasn't been prosecuted yet, but that's a very open and shut case. Yeah. You know, saw him, a robot saw him. There's really a very little doubt in how it played out. There's just the technicalities and what he's going to be charged with and plead with and all of that. This is fascinating. And it is a parallel to the Megan Watson millionaire case in a lot of ways. So you guys are going to see that as that plays out right now. Let's talk about where this case starts. So appropriately for a Hollywood story, this case starts in a Hollywood acting class. And this is not, <laughs> as they do. And this is not only a, uh, it, you know, this is an interesting, and I think it's it's kind of very important for the story, is that the type of acting that, this class was teaching was the Stellar Adler Academy of Acting. Now, Stellar Adler Academy of Acting. I think it's Stella. Stella? What did I say? Stellar? Stellar. I, like I mean, Stella. she is Stella. Stella. No, Stella. It's Stella. Ad- yeah. I like Stellar. I think that was just my accent. Um, Stella. Do you have an accent? Stella Adler. Yeah. New York. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You want to go to my locker and talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> to Florida? Florida. <laughs> I haven't noticed your accent. No, it comes out. If I'm talking with my mother for five minutes, it'll come out. Definitely. So Stella Adler Academy of Acting is method acting. So, and, and the, the thought behind it is, is that if you're playing a boxer, you can't just fake it. You actually have to go and get punched in the face, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So you see it with uh, De Niro and Brando are two of the big guys that were uh, proponents of this. So uh, keep that in the back of your mind that this is the type of, uh, of acting class that we're talking about. So on February 25th, 2018, the worried friends of a 25-year-old actress named Adia Shabani were sitting in their class at Stella Adler in Hollywood wondering where the hell Adia was. Adia was obsessed with acting. would never miss a class without explanation. In fact, this was the only class she's ever missed and even been late to since she enrolled in the academy. So murmurs of concern for Adia start to spread through her friend group. Her friends went to the nearest LAPD office to request a welfare check at Adia's apartment. She lived at the Duet Apartments on 1745 North Wilcox Avenue, which is across the street where I used to live at the Mark about eight years ago, mm-hmm. um, which is just sketchy and it's weird. Like to think about. hundred feet from there. Yeah. It's the one right across. Yeah. I know exactly what it looks like mm-hmm. by memory. So when the police arrived, they noticed that the front door was locked as if she had just popped down the hall to do laundry and would be returning soon. Right. And this is just a side note. Half the people call her Adia and half call her Adea. Okay. Half the news segments. We don't really know. She's from Macedonia. We don't, I don't know how to say it properly. Apologies. We're doing our best. If we're mispronouncing it. Because half of people say it one way and half say it the other. So forgive us. Although it looked as though she'd be returning soon and she had just popped down the hallway to do laundry. She didn't. And she was nowhere to be found. And in order to figure out where Adia could be, we'll need to learn a little more about who she is. So she was very stunning. She was beautiful. Five, five blue eyes, long, pretty hair, blonde hair. And she looked really exotic. She looked, you know, Eastern European, very beautiful girl. And like we said, born in Macedonia, graduated from the QSI International School of Scope J. Scope. <laughs> no idea. How do you pronounce that? How do you pronounce Scope J? Oh, he doesn't know. He's from He says Florida. I know, but I think Billy's smarter than us, so Scope I always Scope J? Scope J. <laughs> I don't that think sounds so. Right. Scope J? It sounds more That right does actually us. sound Scope good. Before attending the American University of Paris to study business administration, graduating in twenty fourteen. Then she moved to LA to pursue an acting career, as many Hollywood hopefuls do. And she enrolled at the Stella Adler Academy, as Billy said, 
And she was set to graduate that September, which was just a few months after February, as we know how to do the math of months. <laughs> she had been in LA at this point for two years. So she's settled in her life. She has a routine and a, a close network of friends who really care about her and who know her routine and would know if she wasn't going right. to show up somewhere. So she was really living her best life in L.A. On her Instagram, there are pictures of her posing with Kanye West, as well as photos of her showcasing a ton of fun-filled nights out on the town in Hollywood, doing a little clubbing, um, which is what we were doing at, around her age. It's, it's like exactly what you do. You're bar hopping, you're clubbing, you're out, you're having fun, you know, as like a normal mid-20s person would do. She also had a bunch of philosophical quotes with beauty shots of her. You know, we love a selfie with an inspirational quote. And if you kind of flaunt it. And some photos were professionally taken model photos and others were just fun selfies with friends. Uh, One of the photos of Adea in a black dress was captioned, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And I agree. Is that a Coco Chanel quote? I think so. Yeah. And on her Facebook, she posted various statuses from around the world, Paris, New York. And one post she made from Dubai and it said... Quote, sometimes you wake up, sometimes the fall kills you, and sometimes when you fall, you fly, which is from Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. Which, which is a, I have also quote. used as a caption of some things along the way, because I love Neil That's Gaiman. a beautiful quote. He Neil, is such Neil a Gaiman's fantastic awesome. writer. Stunning quote. And fittingly, many of her posts revolved around movies, including a shot from The Great Gatsby. And her LinkedIn page said that she was a dynamic individual with a natural flair for anything associated with luxury, elegance, extraordinary extraordinary she's associated i don't think that was a me problem i think that was a typo on linkedin on her end class which honestly i would say i have a national flair for the same or i would like to flair for like travel are if i was painting your little linkedin i would do a great you should let me do your linkedin if you i don't have a linkedin but yeah you don't have it i don't need to you're not soliciting work (laughs) no i have too much work but i feel like if you were doing a resume i would Play your resume. It wouldn't be that. I know it no. wouldn't be that. And if you have ever but, an obituary, you should say that I oh, should write it. Okay. You should let me write your obituary. I think I do a great job. Okay. You can just start writing it now. Yeah, just write it now. I have so many euphemisms for you. It would be incredible. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so I guess I'm not like Adia is. I also would never use a Coco Chanel quote, but right. whatever. Guys, it's the first week of the year. We're all very anxious about getting back to real life, and we've probably been procrastinating on our work. And it's just, it gives you a lot of anxiety, doesn't it? It does to me. I'm like scratching my neck thinking about all the work that I have to do. The term for this usually every week is called Sunday Scary. So it's when you're, you know, it's Sunday and you're thinking about the work week and you're just super, super anxious. And I have the most amazing remedy for you guys to take and start your year off on a good foot. And they are Sunday Scary's gummies. So Sunday Scary's gummies provide a calm, clean sense of relief and mild euphoria. They're an all-natural, non-habit-forming remedy for anxiety, and they're CBD gummies that are custom-formulated with 10 milligrams of broad-spectrum CBD, as well as vitamins B12 and D3 for mood boosters. They don't have any THC, so they means they're non-psychoactive and they will not get you high. So if you guys want to try out Sunday Scary's, go to sundayscaries.com and you can get 10% off plus free shipping by using our promo code first degree. That's 10% off plus free shipping on Sunday Scary's vitamins. They're amazing. You're going to love them. It's great to not feel anxious all the time. So she was raised in Macedonia, educated in Paris, and recently had been working in Mozambique and Dubai. A culturally fluent global thinker with experience, knowledge, and a personal passion of industries such as luxury goods, hospitality, well-being, and event management. An appreciator of innovation fused with a devotion to classic, looking for a new challenge to utilize and enhance my skills and passion with a brand that matches mine. I mean, damn girl. She's smarter and more articulate than most... English, first language English speakers, I know. I know. I was like, way to go. Those are some 10 point words. So, Adea was really active on social media. And on the 25th, when her friends reported her missing, they noticed that her last social media activity was on the 22nd, three days before, which was kind of a long stretch of time for her. And I know I'd get alarmed. If you didn't post an Insta story for like three days, I think I'd be like, call the police. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, anybody really. I don't post that much. Well, you don't actually don't post that much. I don't post very much. I post like once a month, probably on Instagram. And I, you know, I'm not saying don't follow me. But, but yeah. There's not much to follow. Listen, I'm very specific in my posting. 
well curated. I post a lot of stories. Yeah, I know. I saw your cereal eating story. My cereal eating story, which was which was wonderful. There's a there is a cafe downtown that that only serves cereal. And I got the Cookie Monster we cereal. We saw with the little googly eyes. And there are cookies. It was just cookies were you upon by cookies yourself? upon cookies. I was on a shoot, and I had eaten. Yes, the, he was by himself. And then, but then I went. Was there a the bunch corner. of children with you? There was no children with me. No, I just. Well, usually when I do walk the streets, children do follow me. Are you the kind Pied of Piper like, of children? <laughs> kind of the like Pied Rocky. Piper of children. No, just whenever they just see you, I'm kind of like Hulk Hogan or Rocky or something. They just follow me around. But yes, That's you will so see creepy. stories like that and more on my Instagram. Are you count Chocula. I can, I can you can see Billy going to Disneyland by himself, like a <laughs> Harry Potter, Potter world. I let Bill Harry don't don't throw Harry Potter world into there. Sorry. So let's get back to the fact that no one can find Adea. So her friends start talking to one another and running through the possible scenarios of where she could be. Maybe she was posted up with a friend. Maybe she went home to Macedonia to see family on a whim. Maybe she met a guy she was involved with in some whirlwind romance shit. Her friends were hopeful that she would pop back up and everything would be okay. Even though it seemed pretty ominous and out of character for her to be out of touch for even a very short time. As the police question each of her friends, it begins to become clear that Adia had recently become romantically involved with another student from the acting class at Stella Adler, a 33-year-old named Christopher Spots. 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 So although people are hopeful that she's fine, the police begin a preliminary investigation. And they pulled footage from the surveillance cameras in her apartment complex elevator. And it revealed a grainy image of Adea and a man who was later confirmed to be Chris Spots. They were each wearing baseball caps and they left her apartment at 11 a.m. on February 23rd. Two days before, her friends started getting worried about her and reported her missing. She had two bags with her, a sign that she was going on a trip. And this is really interesting, and I've never heard this before, but friends back home in Macedonia were somehow able to get into her... It's not clear. Some reports say they were in Macedonia. Some reports said they were in L.A. But they mm-hmm. were able to get into her iCloud account and found, find out who she was with. That's... How do you... What? It sounds like some hacker shit. Yeah, I mean... Totally. Or maybe so, she... Her password is just password. I don't even think they let you do that anymore. They'll be, like, not strong enough when you try to do super simple passwords. I did see all the the most popular passwords for last year and the number one was password really and then it was like one two three four five six like people are so stupid i should try that if i'm ever trying to hack into something although i never would so (laughs) hmm big question who is chris spots i saw her vanishing like how life goes probably when you die and that's what she was asking me to give up this time you know and if i picked up the gun if I made the sacrifice, life, my life would be given back to me. Absolution. My love would be given back like we were. And she would never know what I did to get it back. You're going to be hearing a lot of those audio clips throughout the duration of this episode. Because if you didn't already guess, these are audio clips from Chris Spots's monologues from his acting reel. So he wanted to actually give you uh, a glimpse into the kind of talent we're dealing with here. It's not that good. And anyways, he looks like Robert Downey Jr. I mean, a poor man's Robert Downey Jr. Yes, a poor man's Robert Downey Jr., but Robert Downey Jr. nonetheless. <laughs> Google him for yourself, you guys. All these videos are still available on the YouTube machine. I, I like how your note in here is, it looks like Robert Downey Jr.'s twin. Like, that is a stretch. Listen, I write these when I'm, like, a lot of wine in and, like, my vision could be compromised. Like, I feel like he it looks exactly like Robert. I mean, he's... He looks like him. He looks like he could play, like, Iron Man. out Robert Downey Jr. Like, no, like, he could dress up as Iron Man on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. He's like... Remember Patrick Swayze's brother? He, like, looked like Patrick Swayze. He had the features, but there was something off about yeah. him a little bit. When yeah. I drink, I like to say I'm Patrick Swasted. Remember when you met Patrick Swayze's son at the bungalow? Yeah, it all led to me dating my ex. It was horrible. Oh, f- <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I didn't... I said something. And he's like, yeah, he died. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he proved that he was Pat- Patrick Swayze's son by showing us a picture of Patrick Swayze with a horse. Oh, my God. You're Remember? right. 
But then I told him about my Patrick Schwasted thing, and he wasn't offended. I don't think that you're the first person that said that, I though. I did. No, I'm sure you can I, Google it online, and there's a lot of people that say that. I don't think so. Anyways, so Chris Spots. Let's get back to uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s twin. He was 33 years old and grew up in Morgan County, Colorado, and all these Colorado connections. He graduated from the University of Northern Colorado in 2009. He boxed, practiced yoga, trained dogs, interesting, and competed in rodeos, also also very interesting. And this is what all of his acting resume said. And just like Adia, Chris learned acting skills at the Stella Adler Academy of Acting. <laughs> <laughs> We're not cutting that out. Don't even ask me. <laughs> oh my god, Stella Adler Academy of Acting. Holy shit, that was the best one we've had. Acting. Maybe. <laughs> In theater in Los Angeles, where he played roles in plays including Vampire and Rabbit Hole, which what, I don't know what either of those are. But he also claimed bit parts in several short and full-length movies, including Devil in the White City, in which he played a store clerk. He was the lead in a short movie called The Undertaker Husband by Rhino Miss Productions. And he also had a film project called A Killer Crush, in which he played a senator. Also, no idea. Well, this is also where our first degree connection enters this story. And she was in Spots's acting class, and they were preparing a scene together, and they became pretty good friends. I'm Alexis DeLucia, and my first degree connection is through Chris Spots, my scene partner. I met Chris at this theater troupe called Theater 68 in North Hollywood, and only two other people got in, but it was this guy named Chris Spots. And it's never easy when you, uh, you know, are introduced to a new group so this guy chris and this girl Raina and myself we decided that we'd be friends and we'd be there every week for each other so when i first met chris he seemed like a really energetic guy he seemed decently normal but for a la actor which is basically not normal at all but very nice and engaged and he has really big bright eyes and i remember that he said that his main profession was acting so he did a lot of acting classes but that was how he was making his money. Chris seemed really serious about acting. I knew that he was taking multiple classes for it, and that took up a lot of his time. And it was also kind of surprising because he didn't have a J job. I mean, usually actors always have, you know, they're waiters or they work in retail or something, but he was really very committed to making it as an actor. So I thought that was impressive. Chris had really intense eye contact, but that is a way that, that you like win friends and influence people. That's one of the techniques is to always have eye contact to engage people and you appear more charismatic. So he did, but it's also a sign of being a little off base. I would just see him at this theater class once a week and we decided to always sit next to each other and support each other because there were so many other people there. We decided that we'd be friends and Chris asked me if I wanted to do a scene with him and I said, sure, because I always try and say yes to new opportunities. But he did go up one of the nights, and he did a monologue right after I said yes to doing the scene with him. But it was kind of an interesting scene because he went up there, and the whole scene was him in a southern accent about how much he loves to eat pussy. I mean, it literally starts out with, let me tell you a little bit about why I love eating pussy in a southern accent. And everyone's like, yikes, what are we doing? And I thought immediately, oh, my God, I made a terrible mistake. (laughs) That was a little bit about Chris and some context to our first degrees connection to him in terms of the episode. But we're going to get back now into Adea. She's missing. And her friends were able to get into her iCloud account. They all learned that she was on a trip with this new guy that she was dating. Apparently, these two had met in acting class and they embarked on an intimate relationship. Enough so for them to go on a trip together. And there are a few pictures of them together on social media, too. Which is kind of a big step in today's world. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a relationship and you put pictures online, you're clearly not trying to hide it. I mean, that makes it real more so than it being real. So where we are in the story is that a day is missing and the last person she was known to have communication with per her iCloud information is Chris Spots. And what's interesting is that Alexis had contact with Chris and he told her that a good friend of his was missing. I was kept going to class, and you have to pay for class, and 
I noticed that Chris hadn't shown up to two or three classes. I'm like, it's kind of a waste of money. So I texted him one night. I was like, hey, are you coming to theater tonight? And Chris responded to me and he said verbatim, hey, not in a great headspace. My friend just went missing. So I'm probably not going to make it to theater tonight. And that was my first inkling that something was interesting. I just responded. I'm like, oh, I hope you find them. Let me know if you need help looking. That was the first thing I said back. And then I didn't hear from him for a couple weeks afterwards. So everybody thinks that Adea is with Chris. So naturally, the cops want to speak with him to make sure that she's with him and not in any danger. However, they're unable to reach him by phone, and he's not at his L.A. apartment either. The cops continue to call Chris, calling him over and over. And when he finally did answer, he hung up on them and turned his phone off, which is sketchy AF. Yeah, it's totally sketchy. He hung up? Hung up. Yeah, that's a red flag. Answered, hung up, turned off his phone. Repeat. Like, obviously, you're guilty, girl, boy. Girl's fine. I mean, he's an actor. He can be anyone he wants. Yeah. He's a method actor. But if he was a method actor, he'd have to dress up and do the things that girls do. He did. Oh. No one's saying he didn't do So that. the cops finally hear from Chris, and he tells this completely bizarre story. He says that after he picked Adia up from her apartment complex, the couple left Hollywood before heading north to a town outside Sacramento. But Chris said that they got into an argument and did not reach their destination. Adia reportedly got out of the car in Santa Clarita, which is about 25 miles from where she lives. And he drove off furious, and he hadn't seen her or heard from her since. One thing I didn't mention about this statement that Chris made is that he made it through his attorney. Sketch. And the excuse of we got into an argument and she got out of the car is used time and time again in missing persons cases. It happens all the time. I've heard it so many times. Sometimes it's true. Most of the time, I don't it's think not. So. It's usually not. No one wants to go walk. Yeah, nobody wants to get out of a car in the middle of nowhere. I have seen once where it actually was true and she was found, but she just was like, screw this guy, and she got out. But yeah, most of the time, it's, yeah, I killed her and buried her someplace. But this <laughs> but is what she, I'm going to say is that you know she car. just got out of the car. Yeah. Exactly. 25 miles from where she lives. Exactly. And your suspicions were shared by the police in that it didn't make sense to them. And the investigators found zero evidence supporting anything Chris said. They couldn't find any trace of Adea, not along the highway, not at any nearby hotels or places she might normally be. They checked hospitals, gas stations, and checked her debit card and phone activity to no avail. It's almost like she vanished completely. But there was news coverage. And with this coverage came tips, anonymous tips. So some of these anonymous tips led the LAPD to a lake north of Sacramento where they started searching and more than a hundred volunteers arrived to help search this area. And I will say it's a bad sign if you're searching a lake yeah. or the, even the area surrounding a lake. Yeah. I mean, that's sad. It's a really, it's really f-ing sad. It's dark. Yeah. No, when you're doing, when you do, and I've done lake searches before with the sonar and everything and it's, the sonar, I've seen the sonar, and he showed me, this uh, guy's name is Team Waters, his name is, and uh, he showed me what it looks like to find a body. Team Waters? Waters. Waters. His name it's is team. Team? It's team Waters. Yeah, no, oh. no, no. It, oh, the uh, company. The, the company's name is Team oh, Waters. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's his name? What a yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, team yeah. Waters. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like Dallas Rains. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that Dallas Rains, the meteorologist, his, that's his real name? I love that. He didn't make up his name. That's what he should have Or been. Stormfield didn't make up his name either. Really? Yeah, and he was a meteorologist. That's so like, cool. Yeah. Anyways. That's what their parents wanted for them. So, yeah. I know. So, uh, Team Water, he showed me when he found a body, one of the many bodies that he's seen, and you can see it's so eerie. You it's can just see an outline? Clues. It's an outline of a person. Oh. We, couldn't, we couldn't show it on air, I remember, but it's an outline of a person. It's just like, there's so many dead bodies in lakes and rivers in America right now. Ugh. So many of them right now. So, yes, when you do start searching lakes, it's not good. Right. So only after a few days after Adia disappeared on the 26th, a few of her friends went back to the LAPD saying that they received an anonymous phone call from someone claiming to have seen Adia placed in the back of a truck by Chris Spots. It's not good. She appeared to have been, quote unquote, drugged and in danger. So this is really fascinating. And to reiterate, this case is still ongoing. I'm we're not going to tell you why we don't know more about this yet because we want you to get to the end of the episode to learn that. But in this footage of her in the elevator, although they have two bags with them, she looks really uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. So 
then her house was left unlocked. Like she had just left in a hurry. If she had left willingly, which is how a lot of the narrative paints it. It's like, would she have left her Hollywood apartment unlocked? That shit. You, you just wouldn't in Hollywood. That's not something people do. Yeah. And my question is, is like, some people paint this picture that she went under the impression that they're going on a vacation together and she went willingly. But I think maybe not. Mm. I think maybe not. And it's like in this footage, it's grainy, but she could be being taken against her will. Yeah. And then another well, also, they're also called, wearing the, the caps too, which is like shielding most of your like face. Maybe he made her. Yeah. And like you can't really tell like the expression. Why wouldn't she lock her apartment if she went yeah. on her own, you know, volition. And then an, a, a witness says that he saw her, him putting her in the truck all drugged. It's not good. Not good. It's not good. All right. So of course, after hearing this and these, you know, police get this information, all of her friends and family are freaking out. Where is she? And so within days of hearing that she had gone missing, her mother had flown into Los Angeles from Macedonia to help look for her daughter. She instantly offered a $25,000 reward for any information about her whereabouts. And Adia's family and friends also put up missing persons flyers all over Los Angeles. Her mother also hired a private investigator to help find her daughter. And off the bat, he knew he wasn't dealing with someone who vanished on their own accord. He said to the press, we have no evidence that she is a runaway. She's not voluntarily missing. We don't have any evidence that she wanted to harm herself. And as you would expect, a pretty white woman goes missing. The media runs with the story. There's gorgeous pictures of Adia dominating primetime news, not just on a national level, but actually internationally as well. And we see this a lot. We also saw this in the Jasmine Fury case. Yeah. There's a lot similar. of parallels. Yeah. It's very similar. And... um. I mean, we can't get into too many of the parallels without giving away what happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a very like Hollywood story in that way. Mm -hmm. And she's beautiful. She's got a different look than Jasmine, but still beautiful nonetheless. And yeah, we'll see a lot of um, oh, points no. of commonality throughout with, with between the two cases. And although Adia was technically only missing, the police were very focused on Chris as someone who knew more than he was letting on. And especially because he hung up on them and turned off so his sketchy. phone like a sketch ball. So on March 1st, the detectives decided to pay Chris's father a visit in Northern California, which is presumably, presumably where Adia and Chris were headed on the day that she went missing. Although Chris had issued that one statement through his lawyer that was really weird as to his account of that day. After that, the cops lost track of him and had no idea where he was. The cops were heading up to chat with Chris's father in an attempt to glean more information about where Chris was, where Adia might be, and anything else that could be helpful in figuring out what the hell was going on. So when police arrived and spoke to Chris's father, they learned that they had just missed Chris. He had been there earlier that same day, but then decided to take an impromptu drive down to Fort Morgan in Colorado, which is where he was from, to see the rest of his family. But then they also learned that Chris was not making that drive alone. He was driving down with his fiance, a girl named Mary Amalak. Dun, dun, dun. Well, this is really bad. This is really bad now. This is bad. It's bad that he has a fiance and that his girlfriend's missing. Mm-hmm. Billy. That's bad. That's nothing good about this at all. There's nothing good. But the question is now, and I am not accusing anyone, but how much does the fiance know? TBD. Well, he, he's going all over the place and he's with the fiance. When did she come into play? Nobody really knows. No one really knows. And um, let's see. Well, Alexis will know his acting friend. So let's see what she knows about the situation. He had a fiance back in Colorado. He didn't tell me all that much about the fiance. I just knew that he he had one and that I yeah, I don't know. He just had one. He seems like a charismatic guy that people would be into. Um not myself personally, but he seemed really nice and engaged and I could see him, you know, being a hot commodity for some people out there. He's an attractive guy. Again, not my type, but I you know, he's an attractive guy in LA. Thank you. 
Okay, so listen, we are busy ladies over here on The First Degree, and when I have a moment of free time, I don't want to spend it grocery shopping. I want to spend it rotting on the couch and watching reality TV, and that is why I love Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstop is such a huge time saver. So Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So you can go on their website and use their filters to suit any of your lifestyle needs. If you're allergic to a certain ingredient, if you just don't want to have it in your life, that's why Thrive Market is so awesome. So whether you're looking for organic snacks for your kids or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. I love this so much because I don't want to read every ingredient when I go to the grocery store. It's so easy to do it online, honestly, when I'm rotting on the couch. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash first for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash first. Thrivemarket.com slash first. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. All right. So here we are in the midst of this strange investigation. A day is missing. Chris is driving with his fiance somewhere en route to Colorado, and he's not speaking with or cooperating with the police. We've seen this before. Other than their suspicions in the bizarre anonymous tip about someone seeing a drug today in the back of a pickup truck, the police really don't have much. Right. And the news and social media are exploding with theories about this case. First of all, we have the news that Chris and Adia's relationship spreading through their network of friends. Many of their mutual friends, Estella Adler, were shocked to learn of their romantic involvement. And Chris was pretty open about the fact that he had a fiance. So was this thing between them a total secret? So weeks had passed at this point and Adia still hadn't emerged. And to her friends and loved ones, this was a really, really grim sign. The Stella Adler School released a statement and they said, at this time, we can only try to cope with the confusion and deep sadness as individuals and as a community. We have been asked not to comment much as there's still an ongoing investigation, but we are fervently united in hope, waiting to learn more about our beloved student, Adea. All right. And get back to the investigation. The police then decide to go to Colorado and to try to get Chris there. And the detectives want to go to Colorado to not only talk to Chris Spots, but, they, but also could... They desperately wanted to take a look at this Toyota Tacoma, which was the last vehicle in which Adia was apparently seen. And remember, that was where somebody thought that she looked drugged. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, another team of detectives and sheriff's volunteers were fanning out across the Lake of the Woods wildlife area in Northern California, looking for any signs of Adia. So I just want to make an observation that the LAPD in this case seemed to take this really seriously from the beginning. And they really sprung into action immediately and dedicated a ton of resources to this case. And you really don't always see that because there wasn't any proof of foul play off the bat. Because yeah. in these elevator photos, she really doesn't look like she's in danger. I mean, she looks, she quote unquote looks like she's she going willingly stoic. enough. Yeah. She's but standing. Right. Like, with, with bags. Yeah. You know, but you don't know if he had like a, a, a gun in his belt or yeah, something no like idea. she was being taken at, you know, gunpoint. But that in conjunction with the witness statement about seeing her being put into the truck drugged really does make it in her door being unlocked makes it seem really sinister but you don't really see that a lot and i feel like it just depends on i mean billy this is kind of your area expertise but like sympathy level of a missing person where they'll be like oh i don't know there's nothing to suggest there's foul play and they'll never search yeah or like she was gone a day and they did you know I mean, a lot of it is the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And if you have more and more people. But she didn't. Her parents her. were in Macedonia. I think it's because she's beautiful. Well, it's the friends and everything. It's definitely also because it's because she's beautiful. It's, a, it's that. It's the media frenzy. And if the media is going to go on it, the police are going to want to seem like they're they're doing something on it. But no, you don't see a lot of people go missing every day. Hundreds of people go missing every day. Some of them under suspicious circumstances, you don't see 100 people going out and looking for them. No, Otherwise, don't. we would see that everywhere we go, driving on the highway, we would see teams of people looking for missing persons. Right. There's that many freaking missing sad. persons out here. That is sad. 
Yeah. But there was something to go on here because this was so odd. He had already lawyered up, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. He had already, uh, there was a an eyewitness that said she was in the truck and she looked um, some, somehow drugged. There was a lot of things adding up for police to say that this was probably a crime and we should be looking for her. And again, because she's still missing, um, they there is a, it's bigger than if it was, if they were trying to recover a body. They're hoping that they're going to find her in the woods somewhere you know, tired and hungry, and they're going to be able to rescue her. There's still that emphasis on being able to find someone that is still alive. So you're going to want to throw in as many resources as possible. Unfortunately, you just don't see this with every case. So a couple weeks went by after I texted him and he told me about his friend missing. And our other friend, Raina, she texted me out of the blue one day and said, oh my God, you have to go to the theater group." Facebook page. Somebody has posted this insane article about Chris. And so I go and I look and somebody has posted, I believe like ABC News article on the Facebook group that Chris thought was supposedly murdered this woman, Adea Shabani, that he had been dating for, I guess, a couple months. And that was my first shock. Oh, when I found out, I freaked out immediately. I read the entire news article about it. And I actually forwarded the article to my parents on Facebook Messenger, which I never use. I'm not a big Facebook user. And my parents were in Chicago at the time, and they instantly thought something was up because I never send them anything on it. And they called me immediately. I was so upset and shocked that I had been so close to somebody who could do something as terrible. I immediately believed it. Again, he has that kind of charismatic, slightly manic mode that isn't unusual for actors, but compared to normal people is very unusual, I guess. So I I just thought it was insane. And I figured out through logic that I had texted him the day after this whole kerfuffle, for lack of a better word, happened, which I thought was insane. And it was crazy for me to think that the police had probably seen my text to him asking where he was the night after he murdered this woman. Back to the investigation. What are the cops doing right now? And when the police in Colorado couldn't find Chris or his truck, they alerted other law enforcement agencies all over California to be on the lookout for his vehicle. And then finally, on Thursday, March 23rd, around 8.45 p.m., his truck was spotted in the Inland Empire, which is never a good sign. Sorry to my in- our Inland Empire listeners. <laughs> which, for those of you... <laughs> never want to be spotted in the Inland Empire. It's about an, an hour the east. 909. Of, the 909. It's about an hour east of Los Angeles. And when the cops turned their sirens and tried to pull the truck over, the driver didn't break. But instead, he accelerated and led them on a high-speed chase down... State Route 91. And the police pursued him all the way from Hesperia to Corona. The cops then laid out two spike strips in an effort to halt the pickup. But it still didn't stop him from barreling down the highway. Where does he think he's going? You know, I always wonder about high-speed chases. You, you just don't know. How many of them actually get away from them, Billy? None. You know what you do? You go to a uh, an airport. Or you go to a parking garage and then you go on foot. If you keep on driving, you're gonna get you're gonna get caught. But you have to. And switch the airport, it up a bit. airport's a good idea. Yeah, because but then the, because you could the, get stopped up. You, you could get stopped up. Yeah, yeah. That's why LAX is so hard to do. But if you go into an airport, because the um the helicopters can't fly over there. But if they're not chasing you by helicopter, if they're just chasing but you're you. gonna get stuck in the airport. Like you're stuck. I mean, what are you? No, but then you go on by car. If it's by car and it's not your car, you hope you know you're thinking that all right. The airport's obviously great. if it's your car, they're gonna know who you are, and then they're eventually gonna get you. So if it's a stolen <gasps> oh, car, oh, they can like mix in. If you get stolen car, uh, what you want to do? Nobody do this, but you know you want to go to like they do in you know that movie Drive. Yeah. Driver, driver, driver. Baby driver. Not baby driver. Ryan Gosling Driver, the Ryan Gosling one. Remember when he does that, he goes to a a parking garage when he's being chased, and then he he gets out of the car, leaves the car there, and then mixes in with the people. You sure uh, that wasn't baby driver? That wasn't baby driver. That was the Ryan Gosling one. Okay. Well, that's why you do it. Baby driver's the getaway yeah. driver guy. And also, this is, a, you know, being in Los Angeles, we are spoiled with all these car chases when everybody stops in the office and starts watching these car chases. You don't see it in New York. I mean, New York, we maybe saw a couple car chases as, as kids, but it's a daily occurrence here. In New York City? Because you can't go Well, anywhere. not New York City, but even on Long Island and stuff. Oh, like it's just not a thing here, but, but it's Long not a Island. thing there. But yeah. Right. So 
As this chase continued, the CHP, California Highway Patrol officers, were slowly able to assume control of the pursuit once it reached Riverside County as the suspect continued down the 15 freeway. So the police were relieved when the truck eventually exited the freeway and started braking and slowed to a stop. The police officers surrounded the vehicle before hearing a gunshot. Chris ended up shooting himself in the head, and news reports stated that he wasn't alone in the car. He had a passenger with him. They have not named the passenger, and this is because this only happened a few months ago, so we're still learning all the details of things. Yes, and this is all from reportings and what documents we were able to acquire. But again, this isn't a closed case. A lot of these details may have been misreported, so you've got to bear with us in this, but it's pretty accurate in our opinion. My guess, Jack and Billy is that this passenger was probably the fiancé. I mean, yeah, deductive reasoning would lead us to believe that it was and, the fiancé. But they're not naming her, and I could... The only... They're not naming her at all. The only reason I found her name is from his obituary. Why do you think it is that they aren't naming her? They're not sure of her involvement, is my oh. guess. Um, and they don't know. They don't know what she knew. They're, or she's cooperating fully, and they're trying to protect her. I don't know. We'll learn. Maybe never. You'll see why soon. Let's get back to the investigation and where we are. Adea is still missing. They have no no idea where she is. And as, obviously, the police approached this car, they realized their main suspect in Adea's disappearance is now dead. Mm -hmm. We have two families in total shock trying to process what has happened. You know, Chris is dead. Adea is missing. The outlook isn't looking good. It's, it's a terrible, terrible situation. So Chris Spots' family makes a statement after hearing the news of his suicide. This is from Chris Spots' father, Jack. The death of Chris Spots has shocked and devastated this family and those who know and love him. Chris was a wonderful man who inspired and uplifted those around him. We do not have any reliable information at this time from which to draw upon to believe that Chris was involved in foul play or Adia Shapani's disappearance. The Spots family extends their deepest sadness for Adia's family and continues to pray for them during this painful time. So Chris Spots is dead, but they still don't have a Dia. So the investigation continues, even though now they don't have their main suspect to answer questions. The authorities hoped that the vehicle he was driving may contain clues as to Adia's disappearance. They also continued to comb the Northern California wilderness, hoping to find clues. Well, at this point, given the circumstances, they've likely come to terms with the fact that they're probably looking for remains. Right. And I saw a news report that aired on March 23rd after Chris's suicide. And it said that when Adia left the apartment with Chris, she may not have done so willingly. And I know we talked about this earlier, but they described it went into, you know, some detail of how Chris was leading this double life. And what they're suggesting is that maybe Chris drugged Adia, had her pack her bag so it looked like they were going on a trip and then placed her in the truck. And that someone fortunately saw this happen, but this is a really viable theory in that like, now that we know about the fiance, maybe things were closing in on him. My fiance is going to find out. He probably thought, you know what? Her family's in Europe. They might not realize she's missing for a while. And even if they do, it'll take them two days to get over here. By then everything will be blurred. Like as far as timeline and things like that. And I can get out of this. And I think that's kind of what he was counting on that people wouldn't realize she was missing for a long time. And he would be able to come up with whatever he needed to. Yeah, clearly he was not thinking anything out. Right. But finally, three days after Chris's suicide, Sutter County Sheriff's Department continued to search for Dia around the Spenceville wildlife area. And investigators had gleaned more information that suggested that they should look in this one specific region within this wildlife area. The LAPD sent their dive team back up there. Divers searched a lake, and right near a marsh, investigators combing the banks of a creek found a shallow grave. Due to the condition of the remains, investigators were unable to do a visual confirmation as to whether or not the body belonged to Adia. However, the height, weight, and hair, and hair color did seem to match. Okay, and if you guys Google this grave... Yeah, I saw pictures of it too. It looks like a professionally dug grave. There's it's like no, in the perfect shape of a rectangle. There's no it's way like, this was impromptu. No. That's why I really feel like this was planned. And, you know, Chris Potts is dead, so I can really say whatever I want. Yeah. And... Um, you can't libel the dead. Yes, I, I mean, I'm going to. No, you can't libel the dead, is what I'm saying. It's, oh, no, it's impossible oh, to libel no, the exactly, dead. No, exactly, exactly. And what is the, but Just to tell everybody, it's impossible to libel I'm saying, the dead. If, if this was even a second-degree murder situation where he accidentally killed her, yeah. he would have had to spend three days digging this hole. I but know. my assumption would be that he went on some trip beforehand. 
It's all premeditated. Oh my god! Yes, I think he was. No, like, that shit. My fiance is gonna find out. This girl thinks we're serious. Yeah. Um, he was doing all these monologues about killing someone for someone Maybe else. Maybe he was he way loves. too methody in his method acting. Well, that's why, as I brought up in the beginning, the Stellar Adler thing. It, I think it's so important that, that this was not random in terms of the types of acting that he was going for. He was going full method. Yeah. And whether he was a killer trying to play an actor or an actor trying to pretend to be a killer, whatever, you know, because I think th- this guy was messed up and it, he, the things that he's doing make me put my antenna up and say, has he done this before? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, and yeah, you do think about the fact that that grave seemed like it was so methodically dug that he, this was definitely not done like in a spastic, like, oh, f- I just killed this girl. Like, I don't I need to dispose of the body like that took time. It seemed like it wasn't done frantically. He looked like a prof- he's a professional grave digger. Yeah. Seriously. And just everything we know about how uh, the circumstances under which she left and that one witness said, obviously it's all circumstantial, but like one witness said she looked drugged, placed in, the, in this truck. She looked, when you look at the, the elevator footage, she looked uncomfortable. She could just be a stoic person. Some people have resting bitch face. Or she could have just been pissed at him for some reason. Like, yes, but her door was left unlocked. No, I know. I'm just saying. It would be a careless mistake, but I've never left my door unlocked. No. I don't think ever. No. In my apartment. Definitely not in Hollywood. Not in Hollywood, which is where I live. <clears throat> so I just think all the circumstances point to something much more right. sinister. Okay, so the police kept the media in the loop during everything that's going on, and they really emphasized the complexity of the whole investigation and assured that the autopsy would be done to confirm that the identity was, in fact, Adea. The detectives did say, however, that the victim's death appeared to be blunt force trauma to the head. And that was the assumption that these remains belonged to Adea and that she was murdered. And the autopsy results did eventually determine that the victim was Adea. They were able to identify her with her tattoos. And she was killed with uh, massive blunt force injuries or massive blunt force trauma to the head. The reality is that due to the fact that Chris killed himself, there are still so many unanswered questions about this. Chris is dead. So what's to motivate the cops to pour any more resources into this case when there's no bad guy to apprehend? It's kind of open and shut. If he did do it, it really does seem like he did do it. And let's break it down now and try to figure out what happened. Right. And there are some theories, but there's, one predominant theory and the both theories the both prime theories for me involve chris murdering adea uh first degree premeditated conspiracy is the one theory and Mm -hmm. uh, a crime of passion in the heat of the moment is the second but my instincts lean it towards the first conspiracy option where it's like oh so what we haven't touched on yet um is that friends of adea said that Adia said she was going on this trip to go with Chris because his uncle had died and there was a funeral. Um, So that was how she was convinced to go on this trip. But there was no dead uncle. So that's trick number one. Before they're even in the same room, it's like, hey, I've got this fake dead uncle you're going to come up with me to see. Then it's like she leaves the apartment door unlocked, which very few women do, especially during the day when they're packed. They're kind of methodical. It's like phone, keys, wallet. You have mm-hmm. all your shit. At least when I go on trips, I, I lock my door and I leave my car key at home because I never need to bring my car if I'm not bringing my car. I don't want to have my keys with me. What if I lose them? Like It's like you you have your little things you do before you go on a trip. Women do, I think. Yeah. Where you do you check off all these boxes. And locking your door, usually the deadbolt and the, the door bolt, like the door lock is one of them. Like I just don't feel like going on a trip, she'd forget to lock her door. Right. Then you have her looking uncomfortable in the elevator. And um, then we're talking about the grave, which looks like it was dug a week in advance by a professional. And uh, then we're talking about this, where they were headed to. And his father was attached to this fiance. Like, they all thought he was engaged to this woman in Colorado. They've been together a long time. So mm-hmm. it's not like he, she can go to this funeral with him. Like, yeah. He's engaged. They're planning a wedding, his family, you know? So, I don't know. What do you guys think? No, this was obviously... Was there a dead uncle? No. No. There was no dead uncle. So, this was a ruse to just get her, oh, my God, I've, you know, my uncle died. I need support. I need support. Will you come with me? Even if they weren't that serious, like, um, Adea and Chris, like, that's a... Where it's, like, lean on me. Like, it's, like, kind of the, like feigning vulnerability in a sense to try to get somebody to trust you. you. Yeah. I need someone. I can't be alone right now. Like, and women 
All we want is work like, on me. Is to on, help it, somebody. It would work on me in a certain regard where if someone's like, I need, like, I'm really suffering. I'd yeah. be like, oh, I want to help you. And if he's that good of a method actor, then maybe he was very convincing. Yeah. Or a psychopath. Totally. And um, we also have to muse about the other possibility, which is if it was second degree, if it was a crime of passion, which I don't know if it is, but um, maybe she confronted him with some evidence of this fiance. Maybe he told her. Maybe things got out of hand. Maybe she threatened to tell the fiance about the relationship. But that doesn't explain the ruse of the uncle, though. You know, if, you if, know, if you're doing... But like, guys if, are f***ed up. Maybe he's like, I want her alone in a hotel room. Yeah. Maybe he's like, <laughs> would say, like, I got... No, but like, yeah. there's always a what if. I think that shows premeditation. Is I, it, I is completely it, agree. A dead uncle, there's no dead uncle. Hey, we yeah. got to go right now. You know, I agree. I agree. Uh, but... I think that shows premeditation. And then the the icing on the cake is the grave. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting is that um, there's media reports that it's so funny. Initially, were aired that uh, discussed. Her friends were talking to the news and said, "Well, Dea knew he had a fiance." And she was fine with it. It was like an open thing. But then those segments were edited to take all of that out. Mm. And um, my thing is, is that maybe Adea knew and was fine with it. But maybe the fiance had no f-ing idea. And she, they were, they were starting to fight and she was threatening to tell. Right. Is what I'm thinking. Is because um, it would make sense that she knew. Well, he could have been like, listen, she lives there. Like, we have an open thing. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. But even at... Even if that were the case, it's like, but I'm engaged. Like, this can't go anywhere. So that was in that one news report, and I thought was interesting. But obviously, because, I mean, Chris is dead. Adea is dead. There's a lot of blurred lines with the truth here, and we're hoping that more will come to the surface because, again, they're not releasing the fiancé's name publicly. So my instinct is that maybe we don't know who else is involved. People were, like, lying. The dad wasn't super forthright about, like, Hey, actually, he was here, and then he went to yeah, Colorado. Yeah, the, the dad didn't seem to, to have put up much information. Exactly. So there, I think. Well, yeah, and there's just the this huge. This mis- happened in February. Yeah, and there's you just know. the missing piece in general of just a fiance. Like, no, no, don't know anything. Her involvement, no. the relationship, nothing. No. So she what, could have found out. That's the huge missing piece to everything. I right. Think. So this is obviously a lot to absorb. Let's see what Alexis and all Chris's friends in acting class had to say about all this. So the next thing I heard was I read another news article that somebody had posted on the theater group, and I had heard that Chris had gone on this high-speed car chase to Riverside in a stolen truck, and he saw no other option and then shot himself in the head. So almost by the time I figured this all had happened, he was already gone and dead, which was, you know, a shock. When I found out it happened, I told Almost everyone that I know, I went to work and I was like, oh, my God, you guys can't, this is, can't believe this insane story that happened to me and how close I was to this guy that murdered another woman and how I was trying to spend hours alone with him in order to do this scene. So I, yeah, I had some friends come over that night and I had told them the whole story and they thought it was just beyond crazy. and. Just everyone saw it. It just really puts into perspective that you really don't know anyone, especially your, like, some people you just see at work sometimes or you see in a group. You really don't know anyone's real history until you do, I guess. So Adea's friends and family held a candlelight vigil for her outside of her apartment in Hollywood shortly after. Her mother had her remains flown back to her home country of Macedonia, and her funeral was held on April 8th. We mentioned some of this. People started talking to the cameras and revealing strange things within the media. And what I think is the most interesting about this is that a lot of it was cut out, where it was aired initially and it appeared in news segments, even on their websites in the days following this vigil but have since been edited out, which makes me think that there's a lot more to this investigation that they don't want broadcast to preserve the integrity of the prosecution. Truthfully, is what I think. I just don't think they want all this massive speculation in terms of who could be responsible, who could be involved, because immediate, I mean, it was pretty immediate that that stuff was taken out. And I know this because I was looking at all these Reddits about this case where they were throwing theories around and they'd have links of like, look here, it's in this, it's in this clip, but not this clip. Three days later, it was gone. And it was really overt. And it was fascinating. Hmm. 
And we get this a lot in that, like, this is a new case. I mean, this is February and it's probably going to be another year before we know more. And they may press charges against the other people involved, or maybe not. Maybe they agreed to provide information and they agreed not to charge. I mean, there are a million, we've talked about this a lot, variables that go into whether or not to charge and what it's worth and all of those things. But it's a fascinating case. And it's one of like, you're 25, you're dating a new guy from acting class. Maybe you're this like hippy dippy. Oh, you've got like a situation back at home, but you never know who's going to kill you. No, nope. <laughs> no. It's so scary. It is. Something that I thought about when this all happened is that how close it could have been me. I mean, I happen to be, have been dating somebody at the time. So I, you know, wouldn't have dated him in that particular moment. But it really, you know, had, had I not been dating the man I'm dating now or had I not joined that theater troupe, how close it could have been because she also she was a model and an actor and younger I believe she was around my same age it's insane that I could have also been put in a position so similar to that it turns out that I have a good couple of friends that live in her apartment building currently still and I was telling this story at theater the other day for Halloween felt it very appropriate And it turns out that two of the other people in the theater company live in the exact same apartment building in Hollywood that Adea Shabani lived in as well. When I started thinking about what he had actually done, he hit this woman and killed her and then buried her in a shallow grave up north. Just thought about how sad and unceremonious it was and, you know, I guess how easily he could have done it. And he seemed like a really nice guy but also personally I think he has a manic probably some mental issues obviously maybe between separating reality and fantasy in order for him to do things like that I mean I think he I think Chris is was really good at compartmentalizing I think you have to be to be able to leave lead a double life like that and have a fiance in Colorado and a girlfriend out here and I also really wonder about what led up to this? Were they going on a trip? Was she going to tell his fiance about their relationship? I mean, I really would just love to know what happened right before it. So after I found out about the whole story, his audition for him to get into the theater was about him murdering a woman and just how ironic. And apparently he was also really good at that one as well. Too real, too real in hindsight. So although this recording was done on January 18th, it seems really coincidental that this monologue, he talks about killing someone to gain someone else's love back and getting his life back and that the person will never know what he did to get her love back. And I think, Billy, you kind of nailed it in that the Stella Adler method acting thing. This was just, you know, this was in January. This occurred in February. And I think they had been dating a few months. So I think for him, maybe he was really living this method acting thing really to the T. And that's the question that you have, though, is that was this a killer trying to pretend to be an actor or was this an actor trying to pretend to be a killer? I put the gun away once to get her love. And I do it again because I know that's what she'd want. I do it again. Then I saw her vanishing the way life goes when death takes you and i knew if if i picked up the gun if i made the sacrifice that life my life that solution would be given back love her love would be given back and she never know what i did to get it back What I really think is creepy that I have to say is like just an overarching feeling is like, I think it's so creepy with the internet now that people like live on, on their YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. Oh God, no, it's so weird. We were talking about this earlier, like Mm -hmm. with the last two cases that we've done, their Instagrams are still up. I think a day is they made hers private. They made it like a in memorial. In memorial. You know, that's remembering a day. Yeah. But, But no, like we were talking about last week's case. Milan or Milan, Milan, or Milan. <laughs> the uh, the Mirin. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. all of his stuff is still up. Yeah, I mean, you can still his I mean, website's you, still up. You can buy his. You guys, up. he's you not dead. Stuff. He's just yeah. in, and but, he's innocent until proven guilty. Oh, okay. 
trust me, I he did it, but like you can still buy his book on Amazon. Anyways, but yeah, it's it's weird. He did lose three hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> there, I there's mean, still, a, there's still a message there. If nothing there, else, but just it's do effective, that part and right? Just don't do the other stuff. No, but I think it's really chilling that people live on, and and even uh, speaking back to our Jim Jones episodes, it's like. He lives on through those recordings. And oh, like, God. It's, it's in, uh, no, but I think it's uh, very specific for a narcissist to document themselves, whether they command someone else to do it or they do it in monologues and posts. It's one thing yeah, to do they love the sound of the, their voice. He posted it on YouTube. Yeah, but is, a lot of actors do that with their reels. Yeah. His reel, by the way, is so bad. They do it. No, I mean, good yeah, actors they do. don't do it. Well, it's not like Brad Aspi- Pitt is going to post it on YouTube, but like a lot of aspiring actors do because they want it to be seen. No, I know. I agree. But I'm, I think him posting that on YouTube, I don't think makes him any different than any other actor in LA. Yeah. Any other aspiring I, I actor. Agree. Yeah. No, you're just trying to get They're all there. bad, though. They're all... No, his is so bad. Don't post your shit, your monologue on YouTube. We don't want to see it. Like, it's not going to get you anywhere. No, literally, that's the... If a, if a casting director saw it, they're not going to cast you because of that. They're going to be like, that's a strike against them. But anyways, <laughs> anyways... But you will live on if you do something f***ed up and die. So... There's something there. You will. We don't know how Adea felt around him. We don't know if he had this offness or yeah. if she was so young and starry-eyed, had just been here a couple of years in America. Like, maybe she couldn't pick up on his weirdness. The shit that we even talked about with Mylan and with, like, you can be, like, a cultural thing, too. Yes, it's like, huh, everyone seems weird to me in America. They're Especially fucking, in Hollywood. Actors yeah. in Hollywood. <laughs> right. So maybe... Like, the, they all have multiple... Maybe his weird offness didn't translate in yeah. the same way. And she was particularly vulnerable. Right. Um, Stick with your gut. <sighs> Again, listen to your gut. I do think eventually it'll come to light, like, who else was involved. But right now, you guys are left to deduce and guess. You could DM us to tell us your theories. DM us to tell us your theories. DM us if you guys have a story that you are connected to via murder or other stranger than fiction story. DM Alexis more so because I don't check all mine. And uh, write us a review on iTunes. A nice one, please. And rate us. And uh... I think that's it. Happy <laughs> holidays. It. What's the holiday? Well, we're not. Happy Cream Puff Day. No. Happy Cream Puff Day. Happy Cream Puff Day. No, I'm not going to do it like Come that. Come on. No, I'm Happy not gonna... 55 mile an hour day. Happy Cream <laughs> Puff Day. You know what? I um, <laughs> I take a lot of abuse here. <laughs> you really do. It's amazing. And, uh, yeah, this owl, the, the owl thing, which I was brought on myself. But Happy now now when I post about, when I post on things that have nothing to do with anything, people I am, say, people it's not are as like, not as bad as the owl poem. Nothing will be as bad. My mom even made a comment about that. Oh, your mom. How bad you're, th- that your opinion of the owl poem You know was. what? At least I didn't say Jim Jones was cute. I also did not say that. I know. Somebody so, else did. Can't wait for my downfall of this podcast. Yes. I have the owl poem. She has Jim Jones is cute. What will Jax be? Well, we do have Jim a... Jim Jones was cute when he was young. Okay. Well, no, he wasn't. Everyone literally DM'd me with a good picture of Jim Jones. Was like, you're right. I'm like, I know. It's when he was fat. Elvis was it bad? Of course. But mostly, that's all the pictures you get of Jim Jones. Is once the drugs started puffing up his face. Right. All right. Well, until next week, keep your friends close, but not that close. <laughs>